Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Dre, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, folks. Brought to you by nobody, only the three people out there who are listening. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all your hard work and listening to your ears and opening your mind up a little bit. I want to say thanks to uh, my buddy here, Sean. Hey, it's always great to be here and invited to another great talk. It is Sunday morning. It was a nice brisk morning this morning. It was 56 degrees. Uh, we went out for coffee this morning at the Lantern. And before we talk about sports, we should talk about fucking etiquette um, at a restaurant or anything. Um, Let's talk about our pet peeves about yeah. sound and Common noise. Common sense. So first of all, we got there. And we had a, a nice, wonderful lady behind the, the, yeah, you know, cash register counter. And, you know, she was really patient with us because we didn't know what we want, especially when we went to order a breakfast. But anyway, coffee was good. I tried something new. But originally, we were the only first ones there. We got there at like 8.05. And five minutes later, an individual showed up. And this is not. A race card. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're African American, Latino, Puerto Rican, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, whatever. Right? I mean, this guy was either Vietnamese, Korean, or Japanese at the time. But it's just the point of being etiquette. So there's only three people in there, other than the lovely hostess or waitress, right? And the music was perfectly moderate toned that you could still have an enjoyable conversation about anything. Um, they had Nora Jones on the radio or their podcast. I mean, on their... Uh, and John Mayer. Voice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like well, Nora Jones. If anyone that's not been to the local shop, The Lantern, it's right downtown, kitty corner to, you know... It's on mm, Commerce and Oak Street. There you go. And it's a nice little setup. It brings you back to this little Boston atmosphere or whatever. Yep. Um, they have some chair, nice chairs down there, but they also have tables. Uh and then you can even be up at the top. They have a couple of chairs also. Yeah, it could be a good setup for a like an acoustic guitarist. And it's also, I mean, if you just want to meet your buddy or a first date option. But so today was just. Well, let's put it this way. So the guy comes in and he takes out his headphone set. And then he's probably making a long distance um face-to-face contact with his mom or his dad or his brother or sister or whoever. However, whenever you have your headphones set on and you try and you listen to the conversation that person, that they, that, that this Vietnamese person or Asian person was having, he didn't like have any com- uh, common sense or comprehension that he was speaking louder than what he was uh, believed to be. So he I guess in some ways, if you wear if you, if you, if you wear headphones and you're having a conversation with somebody, realize that you're a lot louder than what you can. To actually put it into perspective, it would be like if you're a sports fan and you were on a baseball field and I was the third baseman and Andre was the first baseman, and we made a great play. Like I stopped it and then maybe I threw a shitty thing and he snagged it, and I yelled across the fucking diamond. Like, that's what it was. Yelling 90 feet away and still being loud and obnoxious. Like, to the point that even that we were in the basement, I'm pretty sure that the lady upstairs, the sweetheart, could hear what the hell he was saying. But no one could understand it because it was in Vietnamese or Japanese or Korean. And once again, this is not pulling the race card. I don't care if you're white, black, 
Mexican, Puerto Rican. If you're having a loud conversation over a phone, no one wants to hear that whole conversation. And maybe it would have been okay for 10 minutes. But he was still having the conversation when we got to to leave well, he was at 9, 10. It was an hour. Yeah, he was having a conversation for a very long time, for at least a half an hour. However, what I'm saying, though, is if you have headphones on, you have to realize that what you're saying with your headphones and you can't actually hear what you're saying, you're actually louder than, than what you are. So be considerate around your surroundings. Understand that other people came to the coffee shop to study, to read, to uh, have a conversation with somebody that they love or like or enjoy their time with, and they just don't need for people to, to have a sit-down on a face-to-face contact on, your f- on their phone and s- and ha- using your outdoor voice. And basically, that's what it is. He was using his outdoor voice, and he, doesn't, and he didn't realize he was using it, and he's inside. So regardless of that, let's talk about it's sports. It's a beautiful day. I mean, it looks like it's going to be in the 80s. It was a nice, brisk morning, and uh, we're ready for sports. So guess what, folks? Guess what? Max Scherzer has left New York, New York, the Mets. This is another former Tiger. Yeah, he goes everywhere. He's a traveling man. This is like a fifth team, I want to say. Nationals, Tigers, Dodgers, Mets, Texas. He's a journeyman. He doesn't. In baseball now, you just don't have that loyal uh, teammate or team or player that sticks on your team unless you're Detroit Tigers and carry on in a retirement session for Mel Cabrera. Okay, Mel Cabrera is uh, a former Marlins. He had two for four or two for three yesterday. So good for him. But let's talk about Max. Why did Max did not? Why did he choose to leave? Because the Mets are a debacle and uh, it's the second highest pay payroll, and they could not even even get in the playoff hunt. I think they're still ten games back of the playoff hunt. But let's think about this. You have one bad year because you're closer. Blew his arm. Yeah, Diaz is one of the best closers, yes. So, in technically, you get Verlander to show up just for the reason of having two monstrous pitchers. In They're there. like best friends, yeah. Yeah, and, the, I mean, you have one bad year. Baseball, you can have a bad year, and the next year you can have a great year. So I've, Baltimore Orioles is an example of that. Yeah, but I still think, in some ways, I think uh, New York Mets kind of cut their ties a little bit too early to see maybe Diaz isn't going to be ready next year. Maybe that's what hypothetically what I would think that that's the reason why they let him go because they know they're not going Diaz might not come back next year. So you have two big time roster guys in there. And to be honest with you, Verlander should be even be considering wanting to leave now too because you're going to finish the rest of your career or the rest of the season in New York. You not have no potential to go anywhere. So you think he should stay? No, Verlander should leave. Yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, because if if Diaz isn't ready next year, and Scherzer's already gone, Verlander is a pitcher that if you're a team that can get to Verlander within the first three innings, the first two innings, you're you're golden to have a chance to beat him. But he becomes a better pitcher along the way. So we all know New York is one of the toughest places to play, right? I mean, yeah. if you're a Yankee or if you're a Met, it's like we want to win now. We want to make the playoffs. If 
we don't make it to at least the American or National League, it's an absolute failure. Yeah. Well, the Mets need to at least figure out to get to the playoffs. The problem is that division just keeps getting better mm-hmm. other than the Washington Nationals. I mean, the Marlins are one and a half out of the last wild card. Yeah. You know they're going to have two teams from that. I mean, the Braves are the best team in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and then the Phillies are probably going to make it. And the Marlins might sneak in. So them sailing ship, like you said, yeah, is I mean, they're going to be doing a whole restart over again next year too because they're not going to have pitching and you can't win with just hitting. That's proven with the San Diego Padres and the Yankees of the past. Yeah. So, so what, all right, let's talk about where Verlander could go. Would you go to the Padres? Would you? I mean, the Padres. You're not going to go to a team that can't make the playoffs this year. Well, I mean, they got. Well, you know, it's funny I said that because you told me that Soto is on a trading block. Too. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that say about that team, or what does that say about Soto himself? Is he not a team player? Is he just kind of like, is he a big guy with a big bat but can't make contact with the ball? That's the something that, that he looks really athletic and he's really f- in fit, but he may not even be able. To, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. So I mean, what about Verlander to, you know, somebody like the. Diamondbacks, yeah, the Reds, be. the Brewers, or this is this is where I'm 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 going out for a stretch here. Yeah. These are two. Yeah. I'm saving my last statement because we talked about for a second here. Okay. How about the Cubs? Cubs, that'd be kind of cool. Because yeah. the Cubs are the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now. One eight in a row. Correct. They are not going to sell anymore. Nope. Stroman is off the market. Steel is off the market. Bollinger is off the market. Yeah. I mean, no one is on the market. That'd be kind I think. Because they are they are officially three back from the division now. Yeah. And four back of the wild card. Or three. It's like three and three in each one. Yeah. So but that'd be you pick up a Verlander. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be a, well, that'd be kind of cool for Verlander. Because I would, if I was a baseball player, and I wish I was, That'd be one of those teams that I would like to play for. I just would. Even if I was a bullpen guy and they said, well, you're only going to pitch every three games because your arm sucks, but you have a hell of a curveball. Or he goes back home to Houston. goes back. Yeah, I think, well, when I say home, I would say Detroit. But for him, it would make better sense for him to go to Astros because he knows that organization. He knows things around that circle he understands how to wrap his finger around the system yeah so why wouldn't you go back to your most comfort place to be is the astros but i do like the idea of him going to the cubs the cubs need one more pitcher and if they don't go after so does the New York They don't Yankees. go after Verlander. Somebody's got to go after Dylan Cease. But he, the Cub, I, I, I don't he, know if the as much. I don't know if the Cubs will go. I don't know if the White Sox will trade to their no, north side. I'm going to say something about Cease in a minute. But could you imagine if the Mets traded Verlander to the Yanks? It'd be just like Dylan Cease going to the Cubs. Yeah, but that's just crazy. Think about this. Think about this. The Yankees actually need a pitcher too. Their their starting five isn't that great. So then you only have Cole, right? Cole's the only person in New York Yankees. Well, Cervanio, but he only has one done. Yeah, but still, think about that. 
And and the thing is, the Yankees have power. Here's okay. and they have little league baseball field. So when you're at home, you got judges back. Because we're going to transition to this. If the Yankees had the opportunity, which pitcher would you take? Would you take the old man Verlander, which has experience? Mm-hmm. Would you take, even though he's six and seven, Blake Snell, the best ERA in Major League Baseball? That's crazy. Best ERA in Major League Baseball. The only reason he can't he, usually when he's out there, he either doesn't have the run support or the bullpen. Or, no, timeout. Or the bullpen blows the fucking game. His yeah. ERA is under three. It's like a 2.77. Which, once again, his age is probably about the same age as Verlander. Or do you go with the young guy, Dylan Cease? Like, which pitcher would you want on your team? All right, All right let's think about this. Experience? If, if the Yankees. Best ERA no, no, or no, youngest? No, no, let's think about this. Think about this. If the Yankees think that they, that they can win the World Series, this year, next year, you go with Verlander. So that you only have to have the two-year contract. If you think that you have to have played another three or four years, then you would go, I probably would go to Cease okay. over Snell. You know why? Because Snell has the tendency to not to be able to pitch at all that well. But even though he hasn't had the, the supporting cast of the offense, you made a point out that when he got a huge contract after he played for the Marlins, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. When he went to San Diego. He didn't do that good. He's in, he didn't shit, right? But he hasn't had a supporting cast. But regardless of that, and the bullpen kind of sucks. But you, do, <laughs> but you kind of make a good point, though. Snail, well, Snail, well, if Snail goes to the Yankees with a better bullpen, he's going to get that support. Which all three of these pitchers could probably go to, to the Yankees. But I would All three of these pitchers getting... Let's clarify this too. All three of these pitchers, if they go to a team that is within six games yeah. of making either the wild card or mm-hmm. six games of winning a division, mm-hmm. can turn a program around. Yeah. Like, can turn down around, turn the Reds around, the Cubs, the Marlins, the Braves. Well, the Braves don't need any more. I mean, they're they number could, one. But they could. They, why, why? Hey, I'm talking about you. the or, or the Phillies, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Yeah. All right. This is why I would the say Giants. This is why I would go with the Braves for Verlander. He doesn't have to be the A guy, the ace of the team. He can go in there and do his thing. It's a big baseball field. It's not a home run derby. The Braves have a bunch of hidden hidden guys. So if they can make a legitimate great run, and they probably will make that great run this year or next year for sure. You sign Verlander, knowing that Verlander is only going to play there for two years, and then he'll might then he does what Scherzer does. He's like, thank you very much. I'm going to go and do my other thing, go somewhere else. That's how many How many prospects and what and what kind of pitcher do you need for the, for the three guys that we've mentioned? Well, is it two prospects and your last starter, or is it two prospects and a middle reliever? Like, Verlander's worth three picks, right? Yeah. I mean, the Mets would have right? to the Mets would have to take get a lot for Verlander. At least three picks. Exactly. At least, at least, probably two prospects and a number one draft pick. If that's even the case in baseball, I don't know much about baseball draft stuff. Yeah, I don't know how round so draft. M- Usually it's so players, m- but yeah. yeah, you can get picks because because if you get number one draft pick in baseball, that's not like the NBA where you get to see the talent that's actually progressing the way that you wanted to progress. With baseball, you can get a number one draft pick 
from college or you can get a number one draft pick that from high school. And if you get a guy from high school, he looks great, but we don't know if he's good at all. We're just assuming he's good because he has good stats in high school. But high school going to college and into pros, it's a whole different perspective. Totally different. Well, and then the other thing is, you know, whatever you, if you do trade for a first-round pick, you're trading with a team that's going to be the 27th, 28th, and 29th pick. Yeah. So, look, I really do think that I really do think that Snail should go. Snail, you know, another team that they can go to is Boston for Snail. I mean, that's, I mean, and maybe, I mean, since everyone's going back to the old teams, you could send them back to Tampa. I mean, that's another thing that you have to understand. Like, players are not afraid to go back to where they started. So I wouldn't be surprised, let's say, for in, let's say in two years from now, the Tigers are a game and a half from first place. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed Verlander for the rest of the half of the year and said, you can go wherever you want to go, but we just need you the second half of the year. And he probably would do it just because he's from, just because he's starting Detroit. And that would be a great way for him he's to He's actually answer. a white cap. Yeah. Well, I don't think he actually played with the white caps. I have his autograph when he was at the white caps. What was it? A... Um, was it because he was um, injured and came back a ten day? I don't think he. I don't think he's ever had to go to tr- to uh, single A baseball. I, don't I think he started in double A or triple A because he had an arm already. I don't remember, but, but right. he was down in there doing either a rehab start or something. So let's let's talk about this guy named Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn who's going to the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. And the White Sox get, I don't know who the hell they got. The Thompson kid, which is Clay Thompson's brother. And I'm just bedaffled about this because as a White Sox fan, we drafted this kid in 2015. And we had him for like two years. I don't know, one year. Then we traded him to another team. Then we decided, oh, fuck, let's get him back in 2018. <laughs> okay. Let's sell him again. <laughs> let's sell him again. And now we're here five years later. Making a trade with the Dodgers, with Lance, with Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, yeah. which is kind of ironic and funny here because Joe Kelly was with the Dodgers before. So yeah. Dodgers reunite Joe Kelly, and so, we get Thompson for the third fucking time. So, so Joe Kelly's got a, he's a middle reliever. He's got a four point nine one average, and he is that average. one that is very controversy about. Uh, he painted his shoes that one time and got really fined and said. Uh, Free, um, that pitcher that used to play with the um, Cleveland Indians slash Guardians when he threw the ball into the outfield and he oh, drew all over his shoes. What's his name? I'll be. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he threw it all the way out the outfield. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, that guy that. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm but, not. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that right now. But look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Singard. So the Guardians get Singard, and Singard is a horrible pitcher. Well, he was great with the Mets before he got injured. Yeah, but he's hurt now. I mean, he's never going to be the same ever again. If you're hurt like that all the time, you know. I mean, I think if I have this right, Singard has got a 1-4 record, 7.16 ERA. and Hasn't and pitched all season long. And that's not any good. And let's go back for a second to Lance, uh, Lane Lance, Lance Lynn. And he, what, one thing I think is impressive about him is that he's got for the Dodgers is that 
He's got 144 strikeouts. Which yeah, is yeah, he's got potential to strike people out. Yeah, but I guess he, I guess by what I've been reading is that the Dodgers don't need him to be the ace pitcher. They just need someone in there just to keep the ship rolling and during the middle of the lineup. Just get him through five innings. That's all they need, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Stop, boy, are the Dodgers buyers and sellers? I mean, look at how. And then they brought Ek Hernandez back. Like that's that's five players they've gotten rid of, or or four or five players that they've gotten rid of or traded. Because I'm not going to mention every single prospect that they had on that team because I don't care. I'm sorry, and I don't know fucking Triple A players. It's not. Wow. Well, let's put it this way. Not trying if, to be an ass, but if all the teams that that Sean likes the most, it's the uh, it's the Black Sox from from uh, Shy Town. Of all the things he likes in the world, it's the team that was never going to prosper in the next five ten years. Which is kind of weird to say that because you're talking about trading Cease. Now, if I was the White Sox, I would not trade Cease. You know why? Because he's going to be your Foundation. They're talking about getting rid of fucking everybody. They're talking about getting rid of our shortstop Tim Anderson too. I know, but they really. Which be. I mean, I the two players I don't, the three players I don't want to get rid of technically, is Dylan Cease, Lewis Robert because he was in the home run derby, and Tim Anderson. But they're Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, it's just like the fucking Bulls. Um, sell, 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 sell. Well, here's a here, well here's a fine note about the Bulls. The reason why he was doing that is because he wanted to create a dynasty that kept going and didn't want to hit a, a, a he didn't want the team to hit a brick wall and it'd be disastrous like they are now. So he was trying to become the next Boston Celtics. So you keep rotating players in and out so that your dynasty. Yeah, how'd that work out with him? Fucking Jimmy Butler makes it to two NBA fucking finals. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan's in the job. Nah, I don't care. He shouldn't say stuff like that. Probably hates it. Could you imagine if you're not? People keep saying that shit. And you know who's your daddy. Your dad's a complete loser. Who's your daddy? Yeah, I mean, look. Butler got screwed out of his whole childhood because his mom would, didn't want a responsibility for her own actions. You're living on the streets. Mother of the year, folks. Good job, Butler's mother. Just A lot of people hate J- Butler, but that kid went through some lot of shit, dude. Oh, yeah. he's That's why he's such a... He went to Marquette. Yeah. Good school. Yeah, just like Dwayne Wade. And I didn't ever know that Dwayne Wade went to a market until you told me. But I didn't really don't follow college basketball for that reason. I watch it for the March Madness and the whole hype thing. But going on, let's talk about this prudential trade. St. Louis Cardinals will probably give up Paul Goslam. Goldsman. Goldsman. This is huge. Like this is to the Phillies. This is massive. Like he has not been with another team since the Arizona Diamondbacks in St. Louis. Was supposed to be the great team, and then they never made it to the championship when they got Paulie. No, but think about this: the Cardinals are finally hitting a brick wall. The Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. Has a problem with a catcher, Contreras. How shitty! I, I don't understand how this team is this shitty because no, they got nice. Paul Galson, they got Wilson Contreras, fucking being an idiot. They got they got old pitchers. Nolan Arenado at third base. They got old pitchers. They got one Wayne, Wayne. What's his name? Yeah, he did that little somersault yesterday. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Adam Wayne Hart. Wayne Hart. He's old, and you got a catcher who has 
from the Cubs Contreras that is not that smart. I don't think he's that smart behind the plate. And I think that a lot of the pitchers, in my point of view, who are who are pitching to him during the games, they're always on the on the do two different notes. One wants a fastball, the other one wants a curveball. And I mean, that's why Molina, when he was there, he just knew his pitchers, and that's now what's happening. Now they have to find a new captain on that I, team. I agree with you about Contreras. Is just because, you know, before he got traded to St. Louis, which is like Michael Jordan going to the fucking Pistons. Um, when he left, his shitty comment about, oh, I'm so happy to get out of Chicago. Fucking Chicago loved him. Like, if that last game he came back was clapping or whatever. Now, I don't blame Chicago for fucking booing him every time that he comes to town. Like, that town was wanted to keep Contreras. They and, wanted to. And then, you know he what? turns into a douchebag. Well, you know what? And because Contreras isn't the catcher that won the World Series with the Cubs, because Ross, the manager, was there, you, you got to understand, like, the Cubs is a really difficult fan base for them to boo you. The it takes a lot of talent. Like they they can be four, 50, they can be as bad as the Tigers and lose 90 effing games. Yeah, but to pick out an individual player, even if you beat your wife, sorry, I'm not trying to be dramatic here in domestic violence or even if you did speeding and went to jail. That team fucking loves you. Like they're yeah. going to be back you. Like, yeah. it is hard to get booed in Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like... Especially with the Cubs. The White Sox can get booed all the time. Well, the Cubs, the Cubs are like... Most loyal fans other than Boston, maybe. Both well, the well, the Cubs are like a lot like Detroit Lions fans. You can be a a horrible... Or you can be a great player, and you can get traded, and we'll still applaud you. And then, we, if you, even if you lose games because you're a Detroit Lions player, we'll... Probably be pissed off in the next twenty four hours, but by the next Sunday, we'll we'll applaud you every time you come in. And look what happened. Like you guys still love Matthew Stafford. Oh hell yeah, we do. You you don't blame him for leaving and no, going to the Super Bowl. And we should have. And we wanted Barry Sanders to leave to go to a Super Bowl team, and Calvin Johnson. But by the time they would wanted to leave, their one's ankles were completely gone, and the others. Kneecaps were completely gone. The Detroit organization tries to take care of their players and try to get some well, you know, different. Now, I well, mean, to trade them to a winning team well, after. They should have. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty dumb for Contreras to be that ignorant about. Well, it took him less than a week and a half to say, I'm so happy to be in St. Louis. Well, I don't care about Chicago anymore. Well, you know what? I really think it's because he didn't have that success of, of Bobby Ross. He wasn't even that good in Chicago. I know, but thing is, like, at, okay, this is what's going to probably happen to the Chicago Cubs organization. They're going to they, probably make the playoffs this year. No, no, without no, no. I'm talking about the over over next 20 years. If the Cubs keep winning and make the playoffs every three years, and then they win another two World S- Series, that could be That's really, a shrine. That could be a really fragile thing for the Cub base because if they're expected to win, they may not. And if they start losing like years and years in a row, their fan base may leave because now they have expectations to win. The whole idea for them to lose is because they were the lovable losers. So it was okay for them to lose. So the fan base, when they came there, they went there to see Wrigley Field and watch a crappy baseball team. And they didn't care if they lost. But now that they're winning, 
now they might have a little bit more ex- expectation on guys like Contreras that he doesn't perform that well. And then the paper, the Chicago Press or wherever the newspaper from Chicago is, they made a write, written couple uh, uh, articles about how he's not a team player or he's not a great player or whatever. And maybe Contreras has got a little butt hurt. I mean, if you're, if you're not in the Yankee organization, you don't live in the Metro Yankee New York world, and you get traded to the Yankee, you better understand that, that they're going to c- come down at you hard. Randy Johnson can handle it. He got, he was a New York Yankee for six months. I mean, less than six months, and he wanted out of there within three months of the season started over, the, over 20 years ago. So Contreras, I think he's just a bit of a baby, and – I think St. Louis is a good place for him. But St. Louis is a, a you're, you're expected to be a great catcher. After following Molina, you cannot fail. If you come any closer failing, they'll ship you out. And Contreras, his contract may be obsolete by the end of the year. They he, might. He, he, it was hard to follow him. There's no, there's no Molina. I don't know who I could even... I mean, Contreras isn't even the best catcher in the league. No, you know? no. I mean, that kid from from Baltimore is better than Rushman. Yeah, how he can switch hit and hit yeah. home runs. Oh yeah, I mean he's, and he's only in this rookie second year. Third maybe second third, or third. Second third year, and he's a hundred times better than Contreras. But let's talk about the other Tigers who might be going. Well, let's make it obvious. Abias, he's probably gone because. They don't want a contract with him for the next seven years. That'd be kind of stupid to keep a guy that's not going to be there for seven years, even though he's been coming through for uh, Detroit. And they might, and if they if they trade him, it might blow. Are United to the Cubs? No, because Dan B. Swan Dan B. Swansea's there, so they won't did couldn't use no, him. No, no, they just. I think this whole reunion stuff is well fictional and fairy tale kind of stuff. I don't think it's really possible. Michael Lanson that used to play for the uh, Anaheim Angels and when we got him he started horrible and now he's pitching pretty well he could be on a trading block I mean again you got that he's the only all-star you guys had I know and we have the Rodriguez Edward Rodriguez and underlay 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 that made no sense (laughs) you just offended every person who speaks Spanish or Latin American or South America country in the world. Now I'm going to only have one listener instead of three. Thanks, buddy. What's <laughs> 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 oh time you say that? Can you, can you tell that Sean's white and Dutch? He's a hairy monster. He's pretty much Bigfoot. So, so yeah, I mean, look, Rodriguez you go and trade him because he's not going to be there for the next three, four years. He's on his second-year contract. Is he here. good enough for the Yankees to pick up? No. Oh, yeah. No, or Rodriguez? Rodriguez, yeah, another left-hander. Okay. Yeah, you want – I mean, and it wouldn't cost the Yankees that much to get Rodriguez. No, I mean, we'll probably get maybe – I would just take the cash. And one AAA player? Yeah, one AAA player because that way you can put money – you can keep the money aside and – for a substantial contract. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But I do, I, I, we already kind of talked about Blake Snell, about where he's going to go, where he should go, where he should not stay. 
with the Padres. What do, what do we got for some of the hitters coming out that could be available? Uh, you said something about Tim Anderson. White Tim Anderson, Sox. White Sox, a good a good shortstop. I think you got C.J. Crone from the Rockies. He's a big, fat guy. He's a first baseman. Yeah. So, I mean, people could, if they want some hitters, they could go after those guys. Yeah, I mean, baseball right now is going, now it's going to hit August. Now you're going to hit the, the – the hot what's it the hot day the hot days of summer yeah so this is where so ball carries so this is where yeah this is where the teams will make it or break it for sure I've been told by June teams do that already but it didn't happen this year everyone's still kind of fit in everyone's still here and there and of course we can't not talk about women's World Cup. Dun, 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 dun. The World Cup was on Wednesday. And let's talk about America. America almost got their butts kind of smeared by the Dutch. That's embarrassing. Um, you know, obviously Dutch people usually like to save their money and uh, don't spend money. But what does that have to anyway, do soccer? soccer. Netherlands goes up and one nothing in the first like 15, 20 minutes. USA is on a rope. So getting a lot of shots on goal. We don't score at all in the first half. And then Lindsey Horan's got to save the fucking day. Scores a goal in like, you know, 60, 65 minutes, which is only like 25, 30 minutes left in the game. Just to get a push one to one. Um, I don't. I mean, I know that we don't need to worry yet, especially with a couple of the other upsets. I mean, Germany losing to Colombia, Colombia, and France having a huge upset against Brazil. Yeah. So the the girls are still favored to win it all. They are, but this, this makes is, them take a step back. Well, let's well, let's put it this way. I think you have to expect different, especially in the last twenty years. 20 years ago, they had the team of the century. And they just killed everyone. And everything that walked in front of them, they just destroyed them. 7-0, 7-1, A-1. It was, it was a massacre. It was, it was like America decided to conquer the world. And that's when the girls were a little bit younger. And, I, and this is when I'm going to bring up the name real fast. Megan Rapahoe. Just sit down, play your minutes, and shut the fuck up. Because... Um, Yes, you are truly one of the greatest players of all time with Alex Morgan. And, I mean, I hope Soul is not playing right now, but she was one of the greatest either also. Um, but, you know, let's stop worrying about your political bullshit. You know, not, I mean, wind up dropping the flag on the ground and shit like that. Play the minutes the coach tells you to play. You would not have made any difference in this game if you would have got an extra five minutes. Okay. So... In other words, if you're an athlete, there's really no reason for your political stance. Which, all right, I'm not going. I'm not going to defend her. I'm She's not probably going. more worried about scissoring. Sorry, my bad. She was ready to get together with her swim swim cash. All right, boys. <laughs> Let's talk about. Let's talk about let's change the subject. <laughs> anyway, World Cup World Cup America's women's team plays Wednesday morning. If you don't have to work that day, it's three a.m. in the morning on Fox. I mean, me and Andre will not be up for that one until the last like fifteen twenty minutes at four forty-five or five o'clock. Look, 
Let's talk about the the college football pick of the year. Well, first of all, college football starts um, August 26th. First That's game is at month. yep August 26th. Notre Dame plays Navy, and there's a couple other games on there. That are the, the school, the blinds, you know, whatever. But the very next week. Um, <laughs> you're, you're offending everybody. <laughs> the very next week, we get to have. Deion Sanders on national TV in the in the Pac-12 um, with his two boys, all the recruits that he stole, stole away from that jackass Nick Saban in Alabama. Um, and they're playing TCU, the team that knocked off the University of Michigan um, in that Final Four. Uh, they opened up as Vegas odds. You're talking of, about the playoff. Yeah, I know. But I'm talking about Colorado Buffs play TCU this year, September 2nd. The original spread was plus 17 half and a half for Colorado. And it now, is now plus 20 and a half. TCU is not going to beat Colorado by 21 points. There's no way. No way it's going to happen. Um, but think about it. Because they don't have their quarterback and they don't have that number one running back that they had the year before. Okay. So you think that. Take the spread. So you think, you really think that Deion Sanders. Colorado team is going to have their shit together for the second week. First game. First, first game. game of the week. First game of the year. Well, here's the, here's against the two, TCU. Here's the two things. First of all, TCU does not have their original quarterback that took that team that beat Michigan. They don't have that same running back. They don't have that same running back. Deion Sanders is a proven, proven Good coach, proven, great player. I mean, we even when we were at Papinos this week, we were talking about some of the greatest players of all time. And Deion Sanders came up uh, against Bo Jackson and all of the greatest players of all time. Just the way his mind works, you're, I'm not. I'm not saying that Colorado's going to win this game, but you're asking, you're telling me that they're going to lose by three touchdowns? No. Plus. Originally, even Michigan and Michigan State, right? Yeah. Before I go back to Colorado, yeah. Michigan is favored by 35 points in that first game, right? Or oh, 34 yeah. points. Yeah. Originally, the first game, it's all these twerks. You're trying to figure everything out, all of this stuff. A lot of those spreads don't get covered in the first game. Exactly. So 21 points. It's originally 20.5. You want to play safe, bump it up a point, put 140 on it to win 240. I personally think they're going to win – cover the 20 and a half so you put 110 and you win 210 like it that's the bet of the week and then 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 they're dumb enough to say that nebraska is going to meet colorado the very next week and colorado's at home and colorado's getting eight and a half in that game yeah. that's a while away yeah i think yeah i think that's a i think that there's got to be something to it that the FanDuel and DraftKings and all these casinos really think that tcu is just going to overpower Colorado. 21 points is a lot of points. Yeah, but I, you know what's funny is that you have to understand that these casinos. They know what they're doing. They have they're, everybody they, numbers. They're running numbers, and it's not based on their feelings. It's based on stats. And, and it went up three points, and you automatically get nothing about this. Anybody doesn't know anything about gambling. When you are at home or a neutral site, the team that's on the bottom already gets a three-point bump. So technically, they're saying TCU is going to win by 23 and a half. Okay. If you're a home team, you get a three-point bump. So really, when that, that game ends up happening between Nebraska and Colorado, they're really saying Nebraska is going to win by 11 and a half. Okay. Fuck no. 
Okay. Okay, I like that. I like I, I liked how we uh discussed that. And uh um and I will be at Michigan's first four games and um delivering hamburgers to other players because I do not work for Michigan. I think so, it was just from McDonald's, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go to Culver's or I'll or Smashburger. Oh, Smashburger, and I'll and I will deliver deliver personally deliver cheeseburgers to other players, and then making sure Jim Harbaugh is not there because that's a that's four a, game suspension violation for giving hamburgers to some kid. Didn't know that was a illegal element of of justice in the NCAA. Whatever way you want to try to stop the greatest team in the world. It's pro- as much as I love my Michigan State Spartans, it's probably going to fire that team up, and it's they're going to come out real strong, and some of these teams that they're playing are probably going to get massacred. Yeah, yeah, I am kind of disappointed. I'm just saying, dude, some of these teams I, are going to well, get massacred. Actually, you know what? I am we, – we, we were just looking at, at Michigan's schedule. I am a little bit disappointed at how weak our schedule is because that doesn't actually help us. And that doesn't – even if we blow out – Every team by 40 points, that doesn't help us because we still got to play Michigan State. We still have to play Penn State. We still have to play Ohio, And you don't have Ohio Wisconsin State. and Iowa on your schedule this yeah, year. Yeah, and I wish. You wish you did probably. I wish we had one of the two at yeah. least. But we and Probably on the, I mean, you guys would beat them, but a nice road win against Iowa or Wisconsin would be huge. Yeah, and that's something I, you know, I told you earlier today that next year is going to be totally different. Totally with different. USC and UCLA. Yeah, you know what? I'm still kind of annoyed by this idea of me going to have to take a nap on a Saturday with all college football on next year and then have to take a nap at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you can stay up till 1? So I can stay up till 1. To watch the USC. My Michigan. gosh. I, I would strongly suggest the Michigan University send me tickets to every – West Coast game, so I don't have to take naps. So, since we're talking about the lovely state and the lovely University of Michigan, other than cheeseburgers in next week's next year's season, it was announced this week that when they come to East Lansing, it's going to be under the lights at seven thirty. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, First time for everything for Michigan State. It's October twenty first. <laughs> they have had a night game there before, but that's the like thing pretty- is, uh, as much as I love my Spartans. I think one thing that would benefit the Michigan Wolverines is because they don't have Iowa and Wisconsin on the schedule. They don't have them either? Neither. If they can come into East Lansing and beat them, I mean, we all know that a rival game usually ends up being closer than 14 points. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But if they can come into East Lansing and win by 21, that is really going to help them. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I'm not trying to be biased. If they can come in and beat Michigan State Spartans by 21 points, that is going to really help them. Well, okay. Well, here's the real question for you because you're a State fan. What gives you the idea that Michigan State's not – you give the projection that they'll probably lose by, let's say, 7 Probably 14, lose by four, 14, 10, 14. But, so what's the problem with Michigan State? If you were – you well, we should have never hired fucking Melvin Tucker. I mean, he did. Yeah, I mean, here's contract. He kicked us. He kicked Michigan's ass for two years. I guess he has two out, of two, two out of three, right? Yeah. And so he did a pretty good job. So what's – I? you know what I'm surprised by him is that what happened last year at Michigan. The locker room was really shitty. So I'm kind of surprised that he, it, 
they all went crazy or mental for a second. And I thought that his team was going to be much more mature. Just kind of like, uh, just, uh, and like I said, I joke about how you know your cheeseburgers and stuff, but we were way, we were really in the wrong that year. Like that locker room thing is absolutely bad. I do have, but I want to play devil's advocate, not just because of Michigan State. When Ohio State comes through and Penn State comes through, it's the only stadium that you walk through the same fucking doors, which is pretty stupid. You know, no, I'm just saying. Not. No, because you know what? You have to remember when sports started in college, it was just for like a another class, another e, uh, another like uh, inter- intermediate uh, sport. Then Rutgers and, Pitt and uh, Princeton started that whole college football thing and it became bigger. No, no, I'm sorry, Rutgers and Princeton. So it became bigger and bigger and became what it is now. But to be honest with you, sports isn't there for kids to be projecting themselves to be athletes. Sports is there for them to do something on the side and then get their college degree, and then move on after their professional leagues. Okay, you're right. That's only like, and you got to understand, of all the college players who are playing sports, especially let's talk just about the men right now. There's 1%. There's only 1%. So when you go in there and you get all emotional, emotional and you start throwing helmets at some kid because you got that your ass kicked, you have your uh, agendas or your uh, common sense in a whole different perspective. You're not there to make it so that you make the NFL. If you're talented, yeah, you could. Which I'm going to say this, and I'll say this again. If you, you, you either have it or you don't. You, there's, no, there's no travel league system that's going to make you make into the majors. There's no travel league in hockey. There's no travel league in, it, in football. You know what? You're going to see kids that have never been on Travel League and they're just going to kick ass and they make it into but the would you But would you say this, though? Like, if you're talented and you get a full ride, um, especially especially running backs, um, at least get that degree. Because, I mean, running backs only last five to seven years. Because once you're done at 32, 33 years old, at least you have a degree. Well, let's talk about that guy who's retiring. Sonny Mc- Michelle. Yeah, he played for. The, he played for the St. Louis. Or, sorry, for uh, for the, the LA. No, the, well, he did. Yes, he played for the L- Patriots. And then he played for the Rams. He only has five years in the in the league, but he's he's going out on a high note. I mean, I, well, he wasn't good. The Rams weren't good last year, but he's got two rings. Yeah. So, but running I, backs don't last. Well, don't, yeah, but that's a good example of some guys. That and I don't know if he got a degree or not. I don't know. No, but uh, that's be a perfect example if he did to get a degree. He'd be a great spokesman for all kids, not just black kids, but white kids who think, oh, I'm going to make it to the majors and to the NFL and to the NHL. No, he's a good, he's a good example for saying, hey, you know what? If you're, going, if you're going to go to college, if they give you a full ride, if they're going to give you, if they're going to give you something to play the college sport, at least do it so that you get a degree so that you can Enjoy the rest of your life. Because as much as you love sports and I love sports, right? If I retired from a sports, and even if I was doing the correct things financially that I could make it to 50 or 65 years old, right? If I had yeah. enough money and I could support my family and all this shit, right? Yeah. I think I would be bored out of my fucking mind for 35 years doing nothing. Yeah. Like if I didn't have something to do. Yeah, I mean. Unless I they were going to hire me for sports broadcasting or something like that. Yeah. But which some of the players do, but mm-hmm. I can't make, I wouldn't be able to sit at my house for, you know, every, every no. day, seven days a week. 
No, like, uh, like what's that linebacker from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers years ago, Lynch? Yeah, with the, now he's with them. Um, now he's with the 49ers. And now, uh, because you brought that up, he's a Frank, Frank Gore, one of the great running backs that was in the league for 16, 17 years, like six different teams. His last team was the Colts, I think. Yeah. And now he's actually going to be with Lynch. Yeah, and you know what? And that's I mean, fine, too, if you can get back into the NFL and be an assistant coach. Okay, yeah. but if you're not. Yeah, if you're not, you're not. So, I mean, look, you have to just understand that sports is one element of your life. It's one little journey. It's one little pathway. And it was great when you're young and you had a lot of fun and someone paid you to play sports in, in the professional level, and it's time to move on. And that's always the way to, to look at it. However... Speaking of more of the NFL, we got Jonathan Taylor wants to go. Yeah, I'm demanding a trade. Because I, his, just because his team stinks. Well, they stink, and I guess I mean, he wants to follow footsteps in uh, John Elway and uh, good old uh, talking about Eli Manning. I mean, because obviously before they were drafted, they could dictate where they fucking go before that. That's why I highly did. I mean, when you're, when a team, at least he got drafted by the Colts, you know, I mean, it wasn't like John Elway saying, okay, I'm not going to play for you or, you know, Eli Manning. Okay. I'm not going to play for the San Diego chargers. Well, I think that had to do with it to me. It's bullshit though. I mean, you should not be able to dictate where the fuck you go. That was his, that's the Manning, the Archie dad bullshit. You know why he did that? Because the, both of the sons would have been playing on the same division. Same in the AFC. If if was if Peyton Manning on the no, but he was at the Colts. Peyton Manning is with the Colts, and if he was in the Chargers, if Eli Manning was playing with the Chargers, they would have gone pa- both pathways to the into the playoffs. So oh. the way to avoid that is to have one in the NFC and the one in the AFC. It had nothing to do with San Diego. It had to do with Archie making sure that big brother and little brother wouldn't get into a fiasco and mom and dad couldn't decide which team they want to pick because they taught the kids to be little spur little brats, which I do think Peyton Manning's a little hilarious. Well, the better the, 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 we, since we're talking about the Mannings for a second, well, anyway, Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. But if he does go, you still got Cook out there and you got Josh Jacobs, but I don't I mean, Taylor's young, so he might go somewhere. But because we're on the Mannings, We'll go back to college football for a second. You know the little baby brothers at Texas, right? Yeah. So does Texas get over this hump and not be seven and five, or you know? You know, I don't know how well. I just don't know how well. And his name is Eli Manning too, right? Or no, something Manning. Well, the Texas Manning, Archie's great, uh, Archie's grandson. I think there's a lot of to expect out of him because he could be a flop. They say he's actually more talented than Peyton Manning. Wow. I mean, Eli, but I mean, can you be more talented than one Super Bowl champion that's going to no, be. No, I mean, like. Both of them are Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. Well, both to be. I don't think. Uh, or they will be. I don't think Eli's there yet because I don't know why. I don't think he's there yet. But would you say, though, if, if Peyton gets in. If Eli does not get in, it's kind of bullshit because Eli has two Super Bowls while Peyton only has one. No, I think he, no, Adam, he's got two. He got he one with Denver. The Colts? He got one with the Colts and one with the oh. with the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they won it with the Colts. Oh, okay. With with uh, Harrison, who's now in prison. 
and his son's an Ohio State kid. He could follow it in footsteps of uh, please. Claret. I just please. We all know some of the please, players. please, Harrison. You want him to screw it up before they play Michigan? No, I'm hoping he stays healthy so that Detroit has a way to draft him. But we won't get a chance to because we'll. No, play. because you guys will be a playoff team, so we there's no play. way you're going to be able to touch we're, Harrison. We're projecting. Well, I'll trade though half of our offensive players for him. He's a beast. If he's like anything like his father, and I've seen him play against Michigan, and he just knows how to run his routes. Gee, well, he's 90%, got hands. 90% of the body for a football player. 90% of the players that go to Ohio State can make Mich- Michigan their bitch. But yeah, but a lot of those guys don't make it well in the NFL, especially the receivers. Have you ever heard of a receiver going to the NFL? Like, oh, he's great. Hell no. Even their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are dog shit. It's usually who who's who's in the NFL now that just got drafted. Strout, Strout, C.J. Strout. Yeah, he's going to stink. Their he, best players are the linebackers, the one for linebackers and the offense and defense line guys. That's something that Michigan. Dobb, J.K. Dobb is pretty good for yeah. the Ravens. One thing, one thing about one thing about Ohio State and Michigan is that. If you're looking for the offensive defense guys, those are the those are the two schools you go after, and even Wisconsin in the Big Ten, Iowa you're gonna get a lot of hustle guys who are maybe not the good. Iowa athletes. is a tight end school. Yeah, but if they build. Come yeah. on, they have pulled out some of the best tight ends in the NFL, alone yeah. Hall of Famers. Iowa. Who's the Hall of Famer you talking about? Iowa. Yeah. The Hall of Famers for Iowa. Yeah. Show me, show me. You say tight end. Yeah. Who's the tight end besides? I I got Kelsey on top of my head. Hawkinson is just this thirty year guy. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's still playing NFL. Kittle, I I know Kittle is not from Iowa. I mean, who who is Iowa's Hall of Fame tight ends? I can see maybe offensive defense line guys. If you want, if you want beefy white guys who well, know who know how to play football, you go to the Big Ten. Offense and defense line guys. Well, I mean the ones that are optionable be, to be Hall of Famers. Who? Well, some of the ones you just named. Yeah, but that's Hawkinson. That's one. Kittle didn't go there. Kittle is part of the yeah, best. Yeah, Dallas Clark. Yeah. And think about and look, and you got Kelsey. Kelsey didn't go there. Look, whatever, whatever this is going. If you don't know much about football, and you, if you're a football guy going to coaching, and you want to draft pick somebody. Yes, he did. George Kettle went to, was from fucking Iowa. He was. He was he a was, Hawkeye. He was. Yes, twenty twenty twelve. No way. I told you. Oh wow. So Kittle. Kittle has a. He's killed probably the only Hall of Famer tight end for Iowa then because I don't know anyone else from Iowa. I really don't know anybody from Iowa that is in the Hall of Fame. Probably maybe in the 1960s. I don't know. So, But Kelsey was from Cincinnati, right? I think. Yeah. So let's think about it. Let's think about it. So Kettle, Kettle's one of them. All right, let's think about it. You got, so I was a little bit wrong on part of it too, but at least, yeah. I, got, at least I got Kettle. So... I'll admit what I'm wrong. So the the Patriots have a bad habit for going after players who are done with their career. Ezekiel. 
They really do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the Chato Cinco, yeah, Randy Johnson. But Randy Johnson was pretty. Not Randy Johnson, Randy Moss. Randy Moss, yeah. So basically, I don't know if Belichick is going senile or if he's always been senile and he can thinks he can get one more ounce out of ounce of athletic playing time for Ezekiel. I'm gonna tell you this, folks. I'm gonna tell you this. What makes Ezekiel different than Emmitt Smith is that Emmitt Smith ran like it was last time he's ever going to run a football. He would go right between the tackles, and he would use his leg, and he was not always the greatest running back of all time. I'm not even saying that about Emmitt Smith, but if I needed a player from Dallas Cowboys who was going to give me an extra three and a half yards after getting hit the first time in the backfield, I would take Emmitt Smith. You know what happens if you take uh, Ezekiel? You got you get him the a little bump on the shoulder and you go eh, and that's where you're like, what's that sound? Oh, is that Ezekiel on the and then he falls over. Okay, so time out. Zeke Elliott is one of the best running backs blocking. He is a great blocker and he can defend your quarterback. So the problem is Mac Jones sucks. So then but, change him to a fullback. But he can still run. So what based on what? He can't I'm run. I'm not saying he's the best in the world, but he can block. Dude, he, he can help. He can give your quarterback a little more time to hit your receivers like Juju Schuster, baby. Juju's going to put some look, numbers up no, this look, year. Look, Juju. Look, Ezekiel still cuts his shirt in half so you can see his partial abs. Like he's a, like, I don't know what he's trying to prove to the world. Like he's got stomach problems. That's one of your favorite um, universities, Ohio State. Oh, my God. Jesus, the communist part of the United States, Ohio State. I shouldn't say that. We have seven presidents that came out of out of Ohio, state of Ohio, which said something. So they got a lot of smart people in Ohio. Common sense people in Ohio. Seven out of what? We're on the 44th president? 47th, 46th. That's like 12%, buddy. I know. So Ohio's got to do something. I mean, Ohio's doing something right about about picking their politicians pretty well. That's fifteen percent. That's a good. That's a huge number. Yeah, we only got one. Our by friend. default. Ford, we love you, Ford. I love him too, but the only reason he ended up getting to be a president because Nixon wanted to fucking do Watergate. Yep. So, but he's a great president. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he would have never been a president if it wasn't for Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. Well, I think I am not involved. Like Pinocchio, his fucking nose grows. <laughs> Look, I really think that, to be honest with you, a little bit of politics. I really think that Ford would have won his uh, his election year. Probably, it, if, he's a good man. If if he allowed the Supreme Court or the court the the the, uh, the court system to prosecute uh, Nixon, if he did that, everything would have changed, and he probably would have became president again. And Jimmy Carter would have never became president. So that's a fun fact to talk but about. But I mean, that's that's like you going up against. Um, no, Jimmy Carter and J.R. Ford would ran against each other, and, and everyone wanted to change. So they went for a peanut, a peanut uh, farm guy, and they went with him. Because we did get into this politic thing, I had to make sure I looked this up to see if Ohio was number one. Ohio is not number one. They're actually number two. The state that produced the most presidents is Virginia. Like, yeah, because, with eight. Yeah, because you have uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Madison, um, Monroe, 
John Quincy Adams, John Adams, and then I don't know the other two guys. Look at that. Six out of eight. That's a 75% free throw shooting without fucking looking it up. I'm proud of you. He, well, he does know his shit. I know we talk about sports and stuff and we get on politics and stuff. This is one of the smartest guys that I know. Really. I do like I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not trying to toot his horn. He is, I, he's, he, he's, well, he's very well-rounded. I appreciate it. And, I, would be, and, and girls would love him. But they don't. <laughs> it was not going Don't there. remind me. Well, that's what happened to my left hand. I'm broke. I'm not going to go there. She broke it or you put it somewhere and it got nah. broken? This is such a monstrous thing to have. I don't know. If someone told me that I should chop it off, it might be look better. But it maybe look worse. So I think has anyone, okay, no, since sure. we're talking about this, has anyone ever, ever, ever said something like that to you if you should just get a fake arm? I'm not being a dick, yeah, but it's because yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. But you know what they also want me to do with my left hand is put it in a, like a position. So it's like always like that position or like this. Like you're waving at somebody? Or something. So it looks normal, but it's not. I mean, that's just weird. Look, if you have kids that are disabled, be nice and be a good parent. And actually, um, do your research before you have kids. Especially if you're going, oh, you don't have kids with Down syndrome or some form of disability or some form of, uh, of uh, uh, mental or physical uh Limitations. Do your research. You're going. I mean, I don't know how to explain it to you. It's a. It's not an easy life. But going back to sports, we got one more month, and the NFL starts. Playoff starts about two, three, two to five days. So. I mean preseason. Yeah, preseason. Preseason starts on Thursday. It's the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. So you got, even though they won't play, you got Aaron Rodgers. As their starting quarterback, but he won't play, so we'll watch this. You know these quarterbacks that have only been in the league one or two years, and then we got the Browns with the rapist that likes to do the tuck and pull from the Houston used to be with the Texans to Sean Watson. Um, I love how you throw those uh, political uh, uh, genre moments in the podcast. Just, just, just so enough that all you listeners are still in tune with today's. Uh, uh, criminal justice mecca of the uh, of our society. So Crazy. anyway, that's the first game of preseason. So I guess we're gonna leave it at that. I think the Lions do they play Friday? Yeah. Right? Or is it Saturday? We, we probably should. That. I know their first preseason game is, or maybe it's one week. Maybe yeah. it's one week later because they do that weird bullshit. But their first preseason game. Is against the Giants. I'm so, not. I'm man, not, sorry. That's next week, Friday, the 11th. I'm not even excited to watch the preseason. You know why? Because that in itself is such false information, hope. false hope, and false information. Yeah. That it's one. True. That one it's year true. when we won all our playoff games, we went zero. Preseason, you mean? Preseason games. We went zero and sixteen. That was this one of the same years, not that one exactly, when the Patriots went zero and four and won a Super Bowl. Yes, preseason so, doesn't mean shit. So they do that purposely to get you all hyped up or not hyped up or all nervous and all this shit. So I'm not even gonna watch the preseason games because I don't want to get involved in watching rookie players who mess up by accident because they're just rookie. Players. If I was on the football field, 
Yeah, I would. I would do that. They, if they hired me to do that, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. But to watch it on TV and then listen to these announcers get all hyped up over nothing, it's not worth it. All right. Anyway, it's 11.07. I got to get ready to get to work to go watch the Whitecaps lose another lovely game because they've lost four out of five. And they may take the lead. They were up one nothing, and they were down 5-1 to one by the time I left. So the West Michigan Whitecaps are in town today again. It's a 2 o'clock game. If you have kids, they can come run the bases. It's the Latino day today, so they'll have those Latino uniforms on. And maybe we can steal a victory. And the Tigers are winning. Another 13 more games I need, and I'll get my... Actually, you need 23 because you're at 47. It's okay. not 60. So I need 23 more games, and I'll get my $20 from FanDuel. Off a $5 bet. Yeah, which is kind of a weak bet. But four I mean, times, but it's plus 400. But I, I took that bet because, like, what team can't win 69 games? That's ridiculous. That's his favorite number, 69. That's his favorite position. Wow. What do we end Everybody have a great Sunday and a wonderful week. We'll probably be back with you on Tuesday or Wednesday, folks. Thank you. Thank you, Buzzsprout. Thank you for listeners. Thank you, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, everybody. Again, I said Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast to all the three people out there three you know who your three are i love you tell your friends and family please do me a favor adios